You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angels. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. What up, Angel fans? My name is Lucas Sardo, your host of Locked On Angels today, the resident Sosha Cynic, as you might know me by. I'd like to welcome you to your daily Angels update here on Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And an off day Thursday, so doesn't really bring us very much to talk about on the field. Not that their on-field play has brought us anything to talk about, but we'll preview that Astros series coming up this weekend before we get to your questions that you've had for me, and then uh, we'll close out the show, send you into your weekend, but this Astros series coming up, well, this Astros team, uh, they're good, I don't know if you've heard, currently a game and a half up on the A's for the division lead in the AL West, so you know they're going to come into Anaheim with something to play for, which is... uh, Always fun to see meaningful baseball played in Anaheim. Uh, Coming off a 2-1 series win against the Seattle Mariners, which that could have killed the Mariners' chances at making a playoff run this season uh, because now I believe they're five and a half back uh, and with no sign of the Mariners and the A's slowing down, honestly. Uh, Jose Altuve recently returned from the DL, so he'll be back in Anaheim. Uh, and their hottest bat right now, other than probably Marwin Gonzalez, is going to be a guy you have heard of, his name, Martin Maldonado. The dude is hitting almost 500 over the last week of the season. He's got three home runs over that time span, five RBIs. And I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday this week was also a single away from this cycle. He had a triple in a game. (laughs) So he's just raking as of right now. I'm sure uh, the Astros are loving his production out of him. Um, And speaking of Martin Maldonado, when he returns to the Big A, are we going to do the token standing ovation for him? When he returns, when he makes his his first at bat in Anaheim, because I'd say no, I say don't do it. I don't think he deserves the standing. I don't. I don't th- the standing ovation. You know, I say give him the good old clap, give him the like, oh woohoo, yay! But don't don't stand up for him. I'm sorry, like he didn't do anything deserving of a standing ovation for this ball club over the last year and a half that he played here so i I say don't indulge the temptation to do it to be that fan tonight at the game please don't do it we are fans from the mean streets of anaheim and we have to be cold and ruthless to our former players (laughs) um i'm sure we will give him a standing ovation (laughs) um i mean what what else can you say about this astros team other than they are just an absolute unit to play against. Um, we can talk about the three-headed monster that we get to run into this weekend. 
Because we very well might score zero runs the entire weekend. Here's the pitching we get to go up against. Friday, we get Dallas Keuchel. Last time he pitched in Anaheim, he took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. So that's your Friday starter. Saturday, we get Justin Verlander. His last three starts, he's not been good. His last three starts, he's given up six runs in two innings, two runs in six innings, four runs in five and a third. That's not really Justin Verlander numbers, if you ask me. Needless to say, a start against the Angels could potentially get him right back on track. You'd imagine. Especially because you want a fun Justin Verlander stat against the Angels? Here you go. The last time the Angels scored a run off of Justin Verlander this season was April 25th. Since then, he's had two other starts against the Angels, and he has shut us out. So that's great. Then Sunday, you'd imagine we get a little break, right? Nope. Garrett Cole takes the mound Sunday. The pride of Orange Lutheran High School will bring his 11-5 record with a 2.73 ERA into his hometown to pitch. Interestingly enough, we've hit Garrett Cole pretty well, though. Um, in two games, we faced him, five earned runs, 12 in, uh, in his 12 innings pitched with two home runs in those two games. And we've only struck out 15 times against him in those 12 innings. So that's great. Not really. But you got to think, oh, who are the Angels throwing out there on the mound to face this three-headed monster? Well, Nick, look no further than Andrew Heaney to, according to his trend, should have a pretty decent start on Friday because his last start was really bad. Um, so that's good. Jaime Berea will be the starter on Saturday against Verlander. He's probably been the best Angel starter right now, at least. And then Sunday you get Felix Pena, but he's pitching at home. So take your gloves to the ballpark if you're going because it will be a Astros four-hour batting practice day. Um, I mean, on the bright side, we should see Mike Trout back in the lineup any day now. But this weekend could be a long one for the Angels. So that's just to get you excited for the three games we have in store for us. But coming up next, we're going to get to your Friday mailbag questions. But first, if you want to sponsor the show, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com is where you want to hit us up. Love to talk to you guys. Let's get you on this podcast. But coming up next, your Friday mailbag. Welcome back. Let's get to our Friday mailbag here. Uh, first question. I got two questions today. First question was from Deron Swanson at Halos and Clips. He asked, what do you want at second or third base next year? We got Fletch, Ward, or Cozart, and why? Or which free agents would you pursue if not these guys? Love the question. It's actually a question and a little debate that came up in uh, our my friend's group chat this week. And I think this is, this is the answer that I have for you. I think at second base, your answer is David Fletcher. 
He's done more than enough to impress me this season. He's got a 281 batting average, 322 on base percentage, which I think is the thing that I like seeing most out of him is that on base percentage. Uh, if you listened yesterday, I talked about the batting average um, on batted, batted balls in play. David Fletcher, his BABIP is 320, which I love, you know, because that means. When he's making, he's making good, solid contact, he's getting on base. Um, and I also don't want to overlook his effect in the field. His fielding statistics at second this year are his best at any position he's played. Um, obviously, except for like the four games that he's played in the outfield, so those don't even count. But, been a plus defensive second baseman, I'd say. Good range, great arm. I don't see any problem with David Fletcher in our starting lineup as our second baseman next year. That takes you to third base. And obviously, I think this one's a little bit more cloudy. Taylor Ward's dropped off a little bit as of late. Hasn't been hitting the ball very well. Um, but I think you got to go Zach Cozart to start the season, at least. I mean, we're only one year removed from him being an all-star. Don't forget that. And I think Zach ultimately gets the start at third base to start the season at the beginning of 2019. I think Taylor Ward should start the season in Salt Lake so that he can stay fresh, play consistently. Don't forget, he's making that move to third base. So getting games in Salt Lake there, getting comfortable, I think is really good for him. I don't think Zach Kozart is, is a bad option at third base by any means. So I don't think there's much of a problem there um, if he is our starter. Now, and this is why. If we're talking free agents at second and third for this upcoming uh, offseason, all of these guys, the youngest guy out of all of them is 30 years old, and that's DJ LeMahieu, who would be really fun to have, but will cost a pretty penny, obviously. And I just don't think that's where we want to be throwing our money this offseason. But other than that, these are the notable free agents at second base. Ian Kinsler, no. Daniel Murphy, Asdrubal Cabrera, Jed Lowry, Brian Dozier, Neil Walker, Logan Forsythe. All a bunch of guys that were really good in like 2010. <laughs> but now they're kind of past their prime. So is it worth spending money on any of those guys? No, not in my opinion. I think you're going to get the same amount of input or output um, from from David Fletcher as you are any of those guys for that matter especially if he performs the way he is this year 280 hitter um no 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 power to speak of but getting on base a lot and that's more productive than Ian Kinsler's been Daniel Murphy's been uh everybody but Jed Lowry for that matter so I don't see a big problem there if you look at the free agents at the third base position Josh Donaldson is the marquee guy here, and honestly, that would be such an Angels move if they signed Josh Donaldson, and I pray that they don't. Like, I could totally see them throwing a five-year contract at this guy with a lot of money um, because he's a big bat and all this other stuff, and I pray that they don't do that because I don't think we need that. Uh, your other free agents, like notable free agents, Adrian Beltre, I imagine he retires, Trevor Plouffe, Will Middlebrooks, and after that, 
the names don't get much more notable. So, is it worth signing a third baseman? I don't think so. And it makes me really just want to go all in on the pitching this offseason. Like, literally go out and sign three to four potential starting pitchers. Because why not? Like, we don't have a need anywhere else. We're set, I think, at third. We're set at second. We're set at short. We're set at first. Um, the outfield is set. I think the catcher position, we're pretty much set between Rene Rivera, Francisco Garcia, um, and whoever else comes through. You know? So, go all in on the starters, on the relievers. I'd say even the relief pitching is pretty much where we kind of want it. Like, I want a closer. I've said it on here. I want a closer. But I want it to be a notable closer if we're going to go sign somebody. Um, if not... Uh, we need starting pitching, bottom line, point blank. Go get starting pitching in free agency. So that's the answer to that question. The next one I got from you is from William Thomas at William W. Thomas. He says, Otani clearly deserves as many DH at-bats as possible, and Matt Tace and Jared Walsh look interesting. When and how could we see the end of the Albert Pujols era? This one is tough, especially because the answer is not what we want to hear. Because I don't see this end of this era happening anytime in the near future. He's under contract through 2021, and I don't think he's really willing to bow out. We've seen that, and he's like the ultimate competitor, and as much as he's slowing down, he's just not... The kind of guy that's like, you know what, I'll ride off into the sunset. Thanks, guys. The worst part about the contract that he has also is 2019, we owe him $28 million. 2020, $29 million. 2021, $30 million. That's what we're paying him per year because we backloaded this contract so heavy. So that's coming, kind of coming back to bite us in the butt. Do we go full Josh Hamilton on him and just eat his contract and say, go on your way? No, I don't think we do that. That's just a little too much money to be able to do that to a guy. Especially because on the business side of things, the dude sells tickets at the very least. And you get a couple bobbleheads out of him. You know, at the end of the day, he's a Hall of Famer. And it's a business decision to, I think, keep him around. He sells jerseys. He sells tickets. That's the reason why. But he's not helping the team out, which sucks. Matt Tace, we will see much sooner than Jared Walsh, I'd imagine. Tace has played most of his season in Salt Lake, whereas Walsh has not even logged 40 games there this season. I think he's only played like 37 um, each of them both performing though around the same kind of cap this season, 280, few home runs, both good on base percentages. So both definitely performing well. This is where Albert just becomes an absolute log, log jam though, especially when Otani is the DH because when Otani is the DH, Albert has to play first if he's going to be in the lineup. And Albert just is not the athlete that he used to be at first base. 
Uh, we've seen it kind of time in and time out. It's it's. I mean, he gets the job done. Don't get me wrong, but it's just not happening. So, uh, Otani at this point in his and Albert's career is a more valuable asset to our lineup than Pujols is, I believe. So we're in a real catch twenty two, right? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, either we're gonna be paying Pujols a lot of money and. He's not going to be performing as well as we'd like him to, or we play him and we're not letting some of our younger guys get playing time. So what I think will happen is that they're just going to ride Pujols out into the sunset and let him be happy, make the 3,000 hit bobbleheads and the 700 home run action figures and whatever else they come up with, <coughs> excuse me, just to milk him for everything he's worth. Um... How can we get creative with his contract? I mean, honestly, we can't. I he, we owe him so much money that, it, like, it, we can't we can't do anything with it. Cause I cause I mean, think of it from the Albert Pujols standpoint too. Like, you're not gonna want to go anywhere. Like, you're making so much money. Like, dude, no way. I'm staying there for thirty million dollars in my age forty one season. Yeah, of course, right. So, our absolute best case scenario, and I hate to say it because I never wish this upon anybody, but we got to hope that, like, the plantar fasciitis flares up again or his knees finally give out and, like, he, he literally can't play. Like, some kind of DL stint. Like, like it's, it's sad to say, but that's the best case scenario, I think. And the only way that we see, like, the end of the Albert era. Um... But ultimately, I think we're stuck with Albert Pujols for the next three years. And that's just what it has to be. When he gets hurt, as he does every season, we'll be able to throw our best lineup out there every night. But until then, the Angels organization doesn't like to step on toes necessarily. If you want to know what I'm talking about, see Wednesday's episode about Mike Sosha and not being able to get rid of him. So, why hurt Albert's feelings in this whole process? I just don't see them doing it. I don't want to step on any toes. I mean, who knows? He He's not. But when he goes to the Hall of Fame, maybe he wears an Angels hat. I don't think he will. Uh, I imagine he's going to be going as a Cardinal. But, you know, it's fun to think, right? It's fun to think. But coming up next, we're going to close out the show right after this. Time to send you into your weekend. Forgot to do a Trivia Thursday question yesterday, but nobody reached out to me and say like, hey, dude, what happened to the Trivia trivia Thursday question? So I'm thinking that's my key to let that segment die. If you want it, tweet it at me and say like, hey, dude, like I actually do enjoy it. If not, if, you, if nobody says anything, we're not doing it anymore. Um, it was, it was fun while it lasted guys, <laughs> but enjoy your weekend. It's eighties weekend at the big A. Uh, I know my mom's excited. She's a big eighties gal, her favorite era that she lived through. Um, I'll be back studs and duds. I imagine it'll be more duds than studs. But I got some surprises coming at you next week, so stay tuned. It might be Tuesday's episode, 
but for sure Wednesday. I don't know which episode it's going to be yet, but it's a good surprise for y'all. I'm really excited about it, and I think you will be excited about it also. Um, that is if everything works out. But hopefully you guys have happiness. I was <laughs> I misspoke there. I was going to say, hopefully you guys enjoy what I have in store for you. Um, but that's all I have for you today. I am Lucas Sardo. You can find me at LucasSardo13 on Twitter. Love hearing from you guys. But more importantly, follow our Twitter page at LockedOnAngels for all the updates regarding the show. And go to our website, LockedOnAngels.com. If you do not have the Twitter vice and you want to reach out to me, though, hit me up, LockedOnAngels at gmail.com. That's how you can find me. Guys, uh, let's play those Astros. Go Halos. Adios.